Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Great British Mickey Waffle, and it's May 2021. For some bizarre reason, Ben has let me host this month. Uh, I'm a little out of practice, so as Miranda would say, bear with. I can almost smell the summer breeze and the longer sunny days to come here in the UK, and we've been allowed to leave our homes. And some of us wafflers have even been out-out, so things are looking up. So, who's here to waffle with me? I think we may have a full house for a while. So, hello to John. Hi, Claire. Hiya, John. Nice to see you. Jill. Good. And Peter. Hello. Got Sammy. Hi. And we've got Ben and Becca. Hi, Claire. Hi. How is everyone? Is everyone okay? Is it sunshiny yeah. in your neck of the woods? It's just yeah, it's dark. I don't know. I've got sunburn on the back of my neck. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's neck of the woods, but it's the back of my neck. It's such a British thing, isn't it? As soon as the sun comes out, we're all out there and forget the sun cream and get exactly burned. It. And, oh, it's all about vitamin D. It's very important. Golf course town, I think they call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suffering so, from tree pollen at the moment. Oh, oh yeah. it's, it's tree pollen season, yeah. 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 I just wanted to highlight that here at the Great British Mickey Waffle, we're pretty busy. If you haven't managed to catch our show from the 15th of April, it is an unmissable one. We had the pleasure of sharing a waffle with the three amigos, the Panchita, Jose and Donald of Disney content on social media, friends of the show, the team from After Hours. It was an amazing and quite a long conversation with Carlos, Colin and Jason. And if you want to giggle and something to brighten your day, grab a cuppa and find it on your podcast provider of choice. For the video of the recording, you can find that on our YouTube channel, Great British Mickey Waffle. It's worth mentioning that all of our shows are also uploaded to YouTube so you can see our lovely faces whilst we record and waffle. For those of you who want to see the eye rolls, sniggers and eyebrow raises that take place. You can actually find links to everything we do, including the weekly Wafflers Wednesday shows, the once a month Wafflers Assemble Lives that happen on the third Friday of every month, so set your reminder now for Friday the 21st of May, plus our monthly shows on the 1st and the 15th of the month via our website gbmickeywaffle.com or via links on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter as well. Finally, Boris has now allowed us outdoor seating at the Wafflers Arms so you can grab a chair and connect with others in our Facebook community and you don't even have to order a substantial meal. There are lots of fantastic friends over there with whom you can share the stories of your favourite Disney moments or even just a photo of your drinking vessel on choice on Mug Mondays. The doors are open wide, the beer garden has some lovely new tables and chairs so we would love to see you there. Phew, now I know why I don't do this bit very often. There's so much to remember. <laughs> ben, let me know if I've forgotten something. No, I think you covered it all. Oh, I need to lie down. I need a couple of tablets and a lie Just to keep that. it simple, if you just go to gbmickeywaffle.com, you'll find everything. Yeah, Thank I, you. I, why didn't I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, though, Claire, I think the, the Waffler's Arms has been such a, a really good place to, to actually meet Lots and lots of people who watch our shows and listen to our shows. So if you haven't already, have a look on our Facebook community. Join us 
and the Waffler's Arms. We've been we've been serving all the way through. We've not been bothered about all of these rules and all that. Get people get people in the pub. That's what I say. Um, but it'd be it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely to to think that somebody listening to to this month's show can come and connect with us on Facebook as well. And it is bring your own drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was keeping that bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, no tipping. Yeah. No, don't, mention, don't, mention, don't mention the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I so, mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> 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 so back in April, we waffled a lot about our favourite restaurants that are off property. If you haven't listened to that episode, do go back and hear about some of the gems that you can be found when you venture to the easy-to-reach surrounding areas, particularly the US 192 International Drive and Sand Lake Road all completely accessible if you have a car or are happy to Uber or Lyft, they're definitely worth a visit. One of the things that we love about a cheeky Chick-fil-A or an off-brand Olive Garden is the value for money that you can get when dining away from Disney restaurants. The pleasure of being in a park, resort or Disney Springs come with the, comes with a bit of a price tag. And whilst paying out of pocket is one option, to help guests stay within the confines of Walt Disney World, it was born the Disney dining plan. But does the DDP at any level, of which there are now five, offer value for money? Is it a way of helping you budget? And is indeed, is it ever free? John, I think you've got some views. <laughs> As always. Oh dear. Have you Surely not. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Claire. I'm going to start off with just a bit of a reminder to everyone listening and watching that at present there isn't any dining plan available at Walt Disney World. And although I think many of us are already thinking about 2022 holidays, and there does appear at present to be signs that it will return. So this could end up being a discussion that really does help that sort of holiday planning for the future as well. I've got to say we've made fantastic use of the so-called free dining plan during on property stays on a number of occasions and and living up to my reputation which i think is is totally 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 out of place i was a, i was too i too was rather curious as to how the costs stack up and that was i actually getting value for money now the dining plan itself comes in many guys the quick service dining plan which you get two quick service meals a day plus two snacks standard dining plan is one quick service meal one table service meal and two snacks. They've introduced this plus dining plan because obviously a counter service and a, a table service a day is not enough. So you get <laughs> you get two meals a day and you can you can either choose whether you want those two meals to be, they can be table service and that's where you get your best value for that and two snacks. The deluxe one is three meals a day, which... I've got to say, I'd be intrigued. I'd love to. I'd, I know lots and lots of people go for the dining plan, but I'd love to find. I'd love to read, and I have read some trip reports um, from other people who've gone on sort of the deluxe dining plan. I'm, I'm not sure I could actually eat that amount of food. But however, all plans, you'd be glad to know, come with a resort refillable mug provided as well. Which obviously, when you've got kids, is the is the biggest, most cost saver of the lot. Anyway. We've, we've actually found it difficult 
and like I was saying to me, like a table service and a counter service in a single day. So the regular dining plan is the one I'm really going to focus on. Really, for us as a family, it's offered flexibility. And indeed, when we originally booked for one trip, we actually we paid the extra to upgrade from the quick service dining plan, which was which is the the cheapest option, and then we actually upgraded to the standard one. Again, because we felt that we were going to get better value for money. The choice of food opportunity food opportunities are immense. There's so many incredible restaurants to select. And it's it's all being covered up front in the cost of your holiday. So actually, if you're staying on Disney property, you can get that cost paid and you're not thinking about what you're going to eat and, and so on. I think the thing that's important to remember is to be a, bit, a little bit clever in how you use the dining plan. Obviously, eating three meals a day at a self-service dining plan place will not bring sort of good value for money. So, Sammy... I was thinking if your, your chicken nuggets sort of uh, habit is needing fed, you're not really you're not really going to make the most out of that, and I think that's really where you've got to you've got to sort of question where, whether or not it's right for you or not. I would also say you also need to think about the tip side of it. I know we just mentioned that previously, but tips are something that are a total necessity in Walt Disney World when you've got somebody having to wait on your table. Now, I started to make some notes of the cost to make it clear to understand that paying out your own pocket and it costs in every dining location within a Disney park is, is actually quite excessive now to the, to the point at which I don't think we as a family would actually choose to, to dine every day if we were in the parks. Um, and I think to, to us, the dining plan has actually given a chance to enjoy that opportunity to think about where you want to eat just without thinking about how much it would cost. And it's also worth noting that the dining options at Disney Springs, if you end up paying out of pocket, are a little bit more competitive with other off-site dining locations. So there's, there is that, there's that option there. But we compared a five-night stay on-site. We chose carefully, dined at some wonderful places, also enjoyed the fact that we felt we could eat and drink at leisure without thinking of the cost of the holiday. And it certainly it paid for itself and more. And I've got to say the daily cost in 2020 was £60 uh, in UK prices per day per adult. And if you remember that a Disney adult starts at nine years old, it can get rather pricey if you're paying for it. So we actually recognised that the free dining version of the dining plan more than covers that additional cost of the on-site on resort stay. So, yes, it's worth it for that. We actually eat differently on a park day when staying off-site. And we also know that during that part of our holiday, the food expenditure will certainly be less than £60 per person per day, which then begs the question, would we pay for a dining plan? And the answer to that is a definitive no. I don't think we would. So free dining, is it worth it? Well, it actually does add up. And when you choose to stay on site, free dining, it does have the hidden cost of tipping, which you really do need to keep in mind. As a 20% tip on Disney prices is a whole lot different than a 20% tip at Miller's or at Longhorn's <laughs> prices. And we've eaten in places that we would never have paid out of pocket for. And as a result, I would definitely grab that opportunity for free dining if and when it returns. But... What about you guys? How have your dining plan experiences been? I know we've all had very different ones. 
it's it, it is what to me it's one of those amazing bits of your your whole planning for your holiday. You know when you you, you actually you get booked, you then realise that you can start booking your dining experiences. What three four months out and all this. And you've actually got that opportunity where you sit down and you think, well, I'd like to eat here. And it's, it's like a bucket list, isn't it? So, go ahead, tell us tell us a bit about yours. We've done this dining plan twice. We've paid for it once and got it free once. And I don't regret paying for it. Uh, the convenience is great. We booked what we wanted. Uh, we've only done the standard dining plan. We haven't done the... Yeah. Um, cheaper one or the more expensive one. The more expensive one is three three course meals a day. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's too much even for us. Even for us. Um, go on, Jill. You say. Well, to be fair though, I think if we ever did the deluxe, which I don't think we would, we would do signatures every night. So that's yeah. two credits every night. So we yeah. wouldn't actually yeah. have three meals a day. But we managed to do five signatures each time. Uh, both times when, when we did the DDP. So even with the standard DDP, you can do signature restaurants. Mm -hmm. You just do a bit of credit juggling because yes. there'll be some days you might be off-site. There'll be some days you might not use your credits. For example, we had a day walking around Food and Wine Festival. So obviously we didn't do a table service meal that day. Uh, so there are spare credits floating around. So we managed to sort of juggle those and, and do five signature meals in a fortnight each time and we've never ended up with any credits left over oh we've no always uh, you, you, can't, you can't do that peter that's that's part that's part of the that's part of the fun that's part of the fun to make sure you spend every last snack credit or you go to goofies on your last day yeah. and just oh, no. suitcase for the snacks yeah. no we've never had to do food that and food, no, food, wow. food and wine food and wine Food and wine is the uh, best way to use your snack credits. Snack credits, yeah. Because most you know, items, food and wine, are, are way above the, the value of a snack credit. Yeah, the alcohol isn't included, though. <laughs> no. that, that, that's the downside. That is the only downside. <laughs> yeah. That Interesting, is another... Talking about, talking about the snack credits, though, for food and wine, I remember the first year that we did food and wine and we were staying at Old Key West. So we had standard dining plan and, uh, you know, a DVC resort, which was fantastic. So we had the best of both worlds, really. Um and we entered food and wine. I think we had like three or four days left of the holiday and we had stored up our snack credits uh, between the four of us thinking, yeah, we're going to do food and wine. We're going to eat loads of food. And I think we went into food and wine with like 104 snack credits and three days. to <laughs> oh, use And I was literally on um, <laughs> I think I was on Twitter or Facebook or something like spamming Lou Mongella going, if you want some food. Come and buy me because we've got snack credits. <laughs> because I was thinking, what are we going to do with it? So we literally for like ten days been storing them up, and then the kids wanted like a you know Mickey waffle, or whatever. We would be like, we'll pay for it, and then we know we'll have snack credits left at the end of the holiday. And genuinely, I would never do that again because the amount of times we've no, yeah. gone, no, we'll just pay for it. You know, it's only like three bucks. We'll just pay for it. We'll just pay for it. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got all this stuff at the end. And I think for me, that was one of the things that I found hardest was actually being able to use them where you've spent a couple of days at Universal or um, actually after about a week, you're like, I can't eat any more food. I just can't. There's so much yeah. food. Um, you know, we were taking the, it was when you used to get the dessert with every meal, whether you wanted it yeah. or not. I'm like, we're taking them home with us and shoving them in the fridge. And who wants dessert for breakfast? You know, um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but then you don't but use a snack crate or a yeah, credit the next morning right. because you've got okay, dessert so from the day there, before. There, there's only so many times you can mm. eat like one of those cupcakes for breakfast or a carrot cake cookie. You know, it's great for a couple of days, but after that, you start to feel a bit ill. Um, and yeah. I actually ended up buying lunch for a couple of families. We were in um, Cosmic Rays, we were in Starlight Cafe. And there was a family behind me in the queue, and they, there was I think there was four of them, and they were ordering a meal. And I just turned around and went, look, I'm going home tomorrow. I've got 18 counter service credits left. Can I buy your lunch for you? And they sort of looked at me like I had two heads. And I was like, no, seriously, please. I've already paid for this. Please don't give Disney any more money. Just take use these. So I paid lunch for them, and they were so grateful. And it, you know, you get that little that little bit of feel good Disney magic moment, yeah. which was cool. And then I, I did the same with the, in the kakigori stand in Japan. That I was sort of saying, does anyone want a kakigori? I've got these backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> crazy lady. <laughs> Literally, I was going up the queue, going, "Can I buy it for you? Can I buy it for you? I've paid for these credits." And people were saying no. Because there people don't trust people's offers. This is a trap like, somewhere. Exactly. Like three people said yes. And I was like, seriously, they're, they're not going to get used. I'm going home tomorrow. Mm. I cannot eat 40 snack credits. Yeah. <laughs> so we, but, yeah. we, we mostly didn't find it was too much food because I think it depends what you get as well. Um, the posher the restaurant, the smaller the portion, yeah. basically. So the signature restaurants, while they're still... You know, mm. bigger portions than we get in Britain in a restaurant. It's not mountains of fries. So what we tended to do is have breakfast with one credit, with our, our quick service credit, and then not have anything till dinner. And yeah. then our dinner was, you know, was the sort yeah. of, you know, the quiet, relaxed evening meal. Or we might buy a cake with a snack credit somewhere, yeah. with yeah. a coffee yeah. Yeah. or something. I, we, we never, ever... Uh, have have ever been home with snack credits over? No, ever. no. See, that's I like, like, last time, yeah, last time we just spent an entire day eating around the world at food and food and wine. Yeah. See, I, I think, think we've we've done signatures as well. Like ben said it's, it's, it's goofy. Goofy candy was made for snack credits when you're coming yeah. home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Garadelli's as well. You yes. get the um, yeah. four bars of chocolate for one mm. one quick, quick service. Oh, yes. And right, then, okay, yes. And then you run into the issue of where am I going to put them? Because by the time you've got those Rice Krispie treats, they're quite big. They don't weigh much, but they're quite You bulky. shove them in your pockets. You, you put them everywhere. You, you can also um, pick up the packs of popcorn from Caramel Kuchar as well. They're huge as well. They're huge. little things. But they're nice. By that point, I've got a bag that's stuffed with stuff I bought at the at the outlet. I can't I can't fit any more. This is where you try and work out. You think, okay, what can I leave behind, and what's more important, clothes or snacks? Leave behind toiletries. You can buy more toiletries when you get home. How many of you have got home and you've and you've taken like the shoes out of your bag and you tip them up and like the all the candy and stuff falls out from that you bought and it's like shoving it in anywhere. Okay, you know, the best thing to bring food you. back in was the box you got the banshee in. Right, okay. <laughs> it, yes. The thing is, the box it comes in, it, it's got flaps that open. So the thing yeah. is, you can open it and shove all the food and everything <laughs> inside. All and you close it. it all up and there you go. You just carry it on as hand luggage. I have to say, we, we have used the uh, the car seat bag a few times and, and <laughs> had a slightly heavier than usual car seat on the way home. <laughs> Good idea, that. Yeah. I think something else that we we're not afraid to use a snack credit for a drink, if I'm honest. We will yeah. 
if I want a drink and I've got a snack credit, I'll use it for a drink. I don't care. Um, it's partly about having the convenience, paying ahead of time, mm. and and being able to eat where we want. It's really good yeah. because then when you're budgeting for a holiday, everything else you think about, mm. and it's we've done it three times. We've done it three, three times, times. Paid for it once out of pocket. Um, got it free twice. We've only ever done the quick service. Yeah. What right, okay. does make it slightly more worth the money now than it was a few years ago is that you can now get alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Mm. We made use of that on our last We trip. did make use of that last time, last two times. I'm we... pleased to hear that. And this is this is possibly the wrong thing to, to be saying on a, a Disney podcast. I know what you're going to say here. But if your kids are fancy at breakfast and you're on resort, and the fridges in the actual restaurant area, they've got cans of beer for like $9. But you can actually get a can of beer with your breakfast. Now, obviously, you don't have to open it. <laughs> so, so you go and get the, to get the tray for the kids' breakfast because they're beer adults. For breakfast. Yeah, kids, yeah, it goes in the bag. It doesn't get drunk for breakfast. I hasten to add. <laughs> but it, and it's, it's like I said, you've, if you max out, if you max out the value of it, the kids can all go and have a cope, and they'll have a cope a for refillable breakfast. Mug. They've got their refillable mugs. Refillable mug. I'll have a coffee. Let's do that refillable. But let's get four beers. We'll put them in the fridge in the room. We're it's sorted like... for later when we're around the pool. Yeah, and that's it's so like... true. But it's and like... also it's five o'clock somewhere. Fortune. Yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, we yes. used to pick up a spare bottle of drink. Um, pop it in the bag and use it around the park. A bottle of water yeah. with yeah. Um, yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you do look a bit of a plonky as you you go through the breakfast queue, and everyone's you know everyone's there with the sort of coffees and all this, and you've got like coffees and orange juice and here's my beer. It's not. I had not nice John, John, I had a beer on the Eurostar train at ten o'clock in the morning. Come on. Oh, 10 o'clock, that's fine. That's fine. That's not morning, that's almost you're on your holidays, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Italy, that's expected. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting what you say about drinks, Peter, because I, I agree with you that actually some of the best value for snack credits can be uh, in Starbucks. So yeah, we yeah. we worked out yeah. quite early on that some of the big frappuccinos and you can get any size you want. You know, you see people spending a snack credit on a tall skinny latte, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, you can get, get a drink. <laughs> What's going on here? If you're going to do that, then you can get you know a tall, a grande, a, a, a venti, and you can actually, if you ask them, a lot of the time they'll do you a trenta, which is bigger than the venti. Yeah. They don't have it on the menu, but they do have the cups, and it's still only one snack credit. So you can get the the kids like the big chocolatey chip frappuccino things with the cream and the sauce mm -hmm. and yeah. but and all the extra syrups and all of that are included on the diner you don't well, you normally pay extra so for you can it. get like yeah, a, yeah. a yeah. bucket of this stuff for one snack credit and actually mm. you know it, it's like a meal in itself um so yeah i, I would say that some of the best the best value because the starbucks drinks are speciality drinks are not necessarily mm. cheap and you yeah. just yeah, yeah. yeah you max out the snack credits in 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 that way um, that's yeah. what we, we tend to do. And also the snack credits, you've got a lot of unique sort of desserts and food from like Halloween parties. A lot of mm, them, yeah. the majority of the special um, event sort of food is all snack credits. Mm. So instead of spending $8 on this special cupcake, there you go. Yeah. It's trying yeah, to work true. out. After that, we've 
done it like they said we've done it three times the one time we paid for it we did do a spreadsheet and we worked out yeah and what is difficult for us is because depends on where we go we can have table service and we get discount sometimes it's a it doesn't mm. make it as good value but mm. I don't know. I liked it, but I'm looking forward to doing a trip that I don't have to do the dining plan or that I didn't do the dining plan. But just because I felt a little bit restricted that we were just having a quick service. I could only eat in certain places. I didn't have that sort of yeah. flexibility mm-hmm. where, and I don't know, with looking at our, our next trip, not having the option of the dining plan, it's mean I'm looking at restaurants that we haven't looked at before. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So it's just, it, it's maybe we should have gone for the full dining plan. Mm. previous year but we go for what was free at the resort yeah. maybe yeah. although I'm fairly certain the first time we went the reason we had so much left over was because my sister who was sharing a room with us didn't eat anything for the whole two weeks <laughs> right. okay. she was with us we, we had loads left over and that, I, yeah I don't know or I, someone else was paying <laughs> for us. Uh, I don't think she was eating she couldn't have been the amount of snack credits and yeah. credits for everything we had left over. Because was... we were keeping an eye on them. Thought, oh, they're going down gradually. It's so, like it got to like a few days in and it stopped. Ours mm-hmm. were going, they were going down, but, but only by, what we not were by much. Yeah. I think um, also that... you, you have to do the maths and decide what works for your party. I mean, we don't have children. So, you know, it's not like you're sort of having kids sharing meals. Also, we don't go when it's hot. And when you don't want to eat, so we we go in the winter, so that's not a problem. Um, and we like to spend a couple of hours, you know, sitting in a nice, quiet restaurant, relaxing. That's that's our kind of chilling time. That's so, part of our holiday. Yeah, that works yeah. for us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Other think, other people will be different. It's it's what works for you. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, Jill, is that actually because the credits are pooled, mm-hmm. um, and they're not allocated to individuals, so as a family we get the credits to use for four people. Now, Millie is obviously, she's eight now. She was five last time we had the dining plan. Um, and actually, the the uh, certainly a counter service, a credit is a credit is a credit. It's not differentiated between adult and child. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was easier for us to buy her like a side order of something because that's still massive for a child. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then use her credit for something else and actually in some of the table service restaurants because she didn't want very much to eat or she was happy Mm. to pick off our plates and have a side dish which was only like five six dollars we could then reallocate her table service credit um at a different time which meant that if we went to another place we could use it i think i think it's about being creative with how you use those credits and Mm. and there are some little cheats that people do where you take you buy an adult park ticket for a child which gives you adult dining credits um but i think if we were going now because millie's eight we would probably do that and we had dining Mm. we would buy a part you know for the 20 dollars the 20 quid extra for the the ultimate ticket yeah Yeah, you then Mm. get adult dining credits which you don't use for the child but that bumps up to your adult credits so you can go to more signature restaurants and things like that so there are lots of little little tricks and and they're not Mm. cheats everyone does them they're just little hacks that people people can utilize and i think that I, I, I actually think, Claire. I think this is this. I think we need to make this clear to everybody. It isn't a way of cheating. No, it's not actually, at all. It's actually a way, and it, it's within the the whole dining plan system is there to actually be utilised. It's not yeah. cheating, and I know Americans are very, very much 
when you you see how they will go and dine. One of the best one of the best bits of advice we received was um, we were we were dining at Citrico's, um, and we're told, tell you what, you know, you might want you might want if you can afford to pay out of pocket rather than paying for rather than paying for the kids, pay for a child's meal for both of them. And I'll tell you one thing: the look on my lads' faces when this child's meal turned up, I was just like. <laughs> No, 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 no. Can we go to Mackie D's on the way home? It was just, yeah. like, it, it was just like you know when you think, okay, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna cost us a big breakfast in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it's one of them ones where you're thinking, okay, for yeah, it did save it did save the credits, it did sort of do it, but actually in a signature, it it actually it it goes against you in a little way uh, yeah. from the yeah. side of things. You know, but some of the, sorry, I'm cutting across it in a way, but it's not a case of cheating the system. And I, I really I feel vehemently about that. It's, a, yeah. mm -hmm. it's about actually making use of the rules and making them very fairly work for you as a family. I think that's, that's yeah. I mean, you're paying for an adult ticket, so you should yeah. get adult. Like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think I think if you're if you're prepared to do that, it's the same as buying your you know 18 month old child a flight seat. You don't have yeah. to do it if you choose yeah. to use that yeah. money. Then you get the you get the benefit of it. So, um, yeah. you know, I think I think that there are all sorts of ways of maxing the plan. Um, I don't necessarily think it's ever free. And interestingly, an American when you look at the American prices, quite often at the time that they offer free dining, or they did offer free dining, they yeah. also offered quite substantial resort discounts at the same time 30 35 percent resort discounts and when yeah. you did maths actually it was better not to have the free dining plan but to take the resort discount and then pay out of pocket so yeah. i think it's that we don't always have those same sorts so of we, levels mm, of discounts in, in UK, that are we have a to us. yeah we, we seem to have yeah. a different it'll alternate it'll go from yeah. free yeah. dining and then three mm. nights free we never get them at the same yeah. time no. where yeah. in america they have quite a various lot of discounts like yeah. three four months out yeah. And they offer yeah. them both at the same time sometimes, and depends yeah. on mm. depends on what trip you're looking at. Because some genuinely will go for a two week stay, where in America are, an average is probably about four or five nights. Yeah, sometimes even less. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the, the the deals are built for different markets. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, will you get better value park tickets? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. 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 But also, a, um, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go on. Uh, yeah, no, I was I was just going to say it's we did actually manage to get um, a discount when we went to SSR Saratoga Springs in that that was actually 30 percent off mm -hmm. as well yes. as free standard DDP. Yeah. So yeah. that actually made it cheaper than if we'd stayed at Port Orleans like yeah. we did before and yeah. upgraded the free. Um, quick service dining. So plan. that's that's an interesting point, Jill, because you can do that. So you can stay at a moderate resort where you would normally just get, if you were getting a free dining plan or you, you would get the quick service dining plan, but you can yeah. actually pay the upgrade. So you can have yeah. a standard yeah. dining plan. You can even upgrade to the deluxe if, you, if you're you really hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, just because you're choosing to stay in a value or a, a moderate resort doesn't mean that the other elements of the dining plan are you're excluded from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think you know it's it's challenging at the moment because there isn't. Uh, so um, there's just one thing that John about the deluxe dining plan that I just I really struggle with and I cannot work out how it is good value because it's so much food and I, yeah. I just can't see unless you're 
you know, literally Hank Marvin when you arrive. <laughs> I don't, I don't really understand how, I, I, I don't how you can that. eat that. And, and if you do eat that, how have you got any time to go in the parks and do any attractions? Because you I, must I, just be sat in a restaurant all day, every day. I, I guess though, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Lots, sorry. Yeah, I guess though, if if you're staying at a deluxe resort, which you probably would be, and you have a table service breakfast, which wouldn't need to be massive, if you had like eggs Benedict and coffee and juice, yeah, for breakfast, and then not have anything for the rest of the day and have your signature meal that night, there's your credits. It's still yeah. two credits for the yeah. signature meals. Yeah, yeah, of course, but I just I just can't. See, at, I, I think, think for they... me, I have a challenge of the balance of of yeah. The, yes, it would be nice. But actually, I want to know that I'm getting good value for money at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So would I use a table service credit for an Eggs Benedict at, you know, Ale and Compass? Probably not. Mm. I would go to France and get, a, you know, a sandwich or something, you know, a breakfast yeah. croissant um, yeah. that would be probably just as enjoyable. I wouldn't have to pay a tip. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite as tight as John. <laughs> I do like to know that I'm getting. <laughs> I do like to know that I'm getting good value, and I can't That's see the I value in the deluxe plan. No, I just can't no, see it. And, and this this new sort of intermediate sort of the plus part of it. Oh, where I you don't going know for, that. You too. I'm I'm still not sure. I, I, I like the flexible option of it. Yeah. I like the yeah. flexible option of it that yeah, you can choose for sure. three weeks. The thing is, though, with the even with the normal dining plan, you can use two quick service or two table service credits in one day yeah so you just have yeah, yeah, an absolutely. you just have another yeah the table yeah. Here's the, you know what i mean and yeah. that's what that's one of the joyous parts of the planning of it isn't it it's, you know you know when you, you sort of you're going to have a signature meal it's going to be two credits you're then planning another day where you may be going for two counter service meals in a day just to offset that that sort yeah. of that that expenditure, I love that. I think it's a great part of the planning. And mm. you know, one of the other things I would add is the fact that I think you, the free dining in the UK bookings usually only kicks in when you stay for five nights or more. Yeah, on site yeah. as well. I think that's that's maybe most people do. They from the UK, to be fair. Yeah, well, yeah. In a way, Sammy, we we originally when we first stayed on site, we we ignored the dining plan because I. I personally didn't really think it suited us because the, the kids were that much younger um, mm. and we only stayed for like three nights and enjoyed the on, on-site stay but then once we sort of looked at it kids a bit older, five nights we did five nights that's great and, and, and I can take yeah. Disney dining to that extent and I, I still go back to what we said last month about the off-site eating options as well because there's a, there's a balance to be had and I really, I really enjoy the off-site stay as we as we've spoken about in previous shows as well, it's that balance. Yeah, you know, we we tried to do that split split on site yeah. off site bit. I get fed up eating Disney food after <laughs> probably five, six, seven days. It it, it all kind of tastes the same, um, and you you get a little bit sort of I don't know. You get a bit it's, it, you, the, the limited menus. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you go. I love going to Sanaa because it's something completely different. So Taylor Canteen for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to keep throwing something. Different. You sort of get food fatigue, don't you? 
And I think I think I get I get fatigued. Um, no, I think I think you mentioned it earlier when you have like too many carrot cake cookies for breakfast. You get to a point yeah. where it's like I've had too many cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, no, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. But um, it's <laughs> it's that sort of thing, isn't it? You just sort of out of habit. You've been in your hotel for a little while. It's been a few days. You've always yeah. gone back to the same place instead of going somewhere else for breakfast that morning. And it's just sort of sometimes you need something in your holiday just to do some different <laughs> i mean we try and uh, we try and plan our meals really carefully so we, yeah. we oh. never really go to burger and fries we never go to yeah. the the you know the beige food options really we tend to go for enter sammy can... <laughs> 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 we um we we're a bit more like peter and jill in terms of the fact that we go for signature and we yeah. really enjoy that and uh you know i am very lucky in terms of the fact that i know my kids will behave and they'll enjoy it and they appreciate the you know yeah, bone and ribeye rib at the yachtsman and things like that oh, yeah. um so I, I i don't have an issue using the credits for signature that would always be my preference i think that the other thing that we we tend to to use them for which i probably wouldn't pay out of pocket for that often would be character dining um and i think that you know john you you mentioned like a five-day split stay if we were going to do that we would absolutely bang out all the character dining in that first five days so that we don't have to pay out of pocket for it because actually the food sometimes depending on the location can be a little bit circumspect but the character interaction is worth it now yeah. i i have a bit of an issue with that and i think that's probably a conversation for another day we need to put character dining on the waffles wednesday <laughs> uh, quite happily yeah i think that um you know i i i struggle to find the value in paying for slightly lower standard food for uh just for the sake of being um yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, able to have a cuddle with a character. You know that that's <laughs> that yeah. probably doesn't sound yeah. right, but you know what I mean. I, I think yeah. that, um, fact, there's no chance of that in these COVID times, anyway. Exactly. So we're not, we're exactly. Not about the it's away you know, from right? a distance now. Yeah. 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 But I think if you're looking at the two the two places you can get the really good value is signature, because you can pick anything off the menu and not worry about the cost, or character dining and those you know if you're not going to do either of those two things i, I you know I, I think it's quite challenging to make make the money work yeah, oh you, you can claire don't you worry <laughs> John's like, i'd just pick the most expensive uh, thing on every menu. No, 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 no i wouldn't peter you're going to say something yeah there's something that we've been kind of skirting around and saying but not really saying which puts people off the dining plan and that is having to plan yeah. having to work out how you're going to use these credits when some but people i, think, sorry, I was going to say on. i think people like us actually quite enjoy that mm. i love yes. it it's my favorite yes. part I, 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 yes, yes. I think what happens is people either fall into two things they'll either like to plan and they'll use all the credits yeah. or they'll look at the dining plan as a way of prepaying so they don't have to yeah. worry about spending anything else yeah. And yeah. I think it's if you fall into any of those, the dining plan is for you because you'd have worked out through your spreadsheet, whatever calculator you use to work out whether it's worth value for you, whether you're going to buy it or not, or whether you think it's free um, or you're going to be happy paying a little bit extra. But knowing that you're not going to have a huge bill at the end of your holiday to pay where you've just been paying for food that maybe you have gone for a bit overboard and just mm-hmm. eat at the boathouse every night. <laughs> I think also for me, there is a little psychological aspect. 
in that it's very easy to sort of do the maths and do the spreadsheet and think, oh, well, if I ate here, I'd eat this and it would cost that and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I was paying up front and I actually had to look at those scary prices, I would think, oh, I fancy that, but it's too expensive, so I'll have this. And yeah. I know myself, I would end up doing that. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the way we did it is we looked at the most expensive thing on all of the menus when we're doing yeah. the calculation and put that on there. Because then worst case scenario, if Disney do start to up their prices, even if yeah. I wasn't going to eat the most expensive thing on the menu, I've got the average of sort of yeah. what yeah. I'm expected to spend. Yeah. Not everybody is like us. Yeah. Some people like to wing it. And um, yeah. some people don't even don't do the research that they need to do so when they get there they feel a bit lost mm -hmm. so and that's exactly the same with the dining plan some people don't do the dining plan because they just can't see why they should spend all this time yeah. planning all this yeah. I, yeah i think you're right peter that if i if i was someone who didn't plan and i rocked up in walt disney world with two weeks worth of dining credits and table service and counter service <laughs> yeah. and then try and do a walk up to a table service every day yeah. to try and use that yeah. i might find yeah. that quite hard and there yeah. will yeah. only be a certain array of restaurants where you can get a decent walk up and there's something on the menu like so you know you could end up eating yeah. in the very similar places, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to end up in your hotel restaurant every night, which no. I think unfortunately may be people's experience. So there is a requirement really with the dining plan to, to think mm. ahead, to look at the menus. And do you know what? I, we love that bit. We do a bit of a family. Yeah, so we. We, sit, yeah. we sit with a, we sit with a couple of um, screens, pull up the menus, get a takeaway, sit there and chat. So put some stuff on the list, review it. Well, actually, no, there's nothing on that menu that we want. So we'll take that one off the list. And, we come so up we, in the in the course of an evening. Yeah, I was gonna say the least foodie person here, the least foodie person here still, <laughs> even though she knows she doesn't like anything, still goes through every single menu. Just in case. You know what the worst thing is? I decide what, I want to give it a try. Once yeah. you've done all the planning, you've decided where you're eating. About a month before you go, Disney've changed the menus <laughs> and you have to do all of it again. Yes. Yes, oh, yes. yes. Because you I've think I'm sorted, I want I've got this reservation, yeah. I'm happy with it. And then you just so you just go on social media, it's like Disney have updated their prices or updated all of their menus for their quick service, and you think, Oh right. no, here we go again. How yeah. very dare they yeah. I've got to admit, as a family, we're very, very bad at this. When you when you've actually planned in advance of where you want to go, and there's there's one or two restaurants that that unfortunately get called on a regular basis about even I think one of them has actually it's been whilst we've been on holiday and we've just decided no it's not going to happen. I won't I won't name the place because uh, I don't think I'll be fair because it might it might return in a future episode. Um, <laughs> I think but, I know what it is because I think it's the same as ours. Yeah, but, yeah, we have not, one, we've uh, got two actually that yeah. we've cancelled on on trip. Yeah, and it just but it as a family you decide you know something I really don't fancy that, and then so you, you go on to your my Disney app. And you're actually looking down the list and said, you know, I think, no, nah, we'll go somewhere else tonight. We'll go to, yeah. and that's that's the other part yeah. of the enjoyment. And it, and it's it's not about sticking to the plan that you had whilst you were in the UK. Mm. It's knowing that you can go and you can change it. You can change things. You know, on our last trip, we were sort of caught a little bit on the hoof, and and missed out on the the breakfast that be our guest, and okay, just just totally unwittingly. Um, but what we ended up doing is every single day we're just checking on the app, checking on the app. And then one day 
it was there. We actually mm -hmm. made it for breakfast. And it was just like, you know, when you're thinking, yeah, that's what you want. You, you want that flexibility. And it's, mm. I think a lot of people take the dining plan as something that, well, I've planned it. Therefore, I must, ha I must have to yeah. go to that place on that <laughs> yeah. day because I, I won't be allowed to do change it. You can change it as much yeah. as you want. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. have to remember that if you change a signature, you need to it's give 24 them 24 hours ahead. Otherwise, yeah. it's $10 per person. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's good manners, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think as well. I think I think as well. And I think this is this is maybe where anybody listening to this, if you've got if you've got any kind of reservation, even if it's a fast pass reservation, you know, if you're not going to use it, throw it back into the system because yeah. there's always mm -hmm. someone else who's actually either looking for somewhere to eat or looking for that that fast pass that you're not going to use. It's it's about being fair, isn't it? And that, you know, I think mm -hmm. we're, we're all. We're all of a we're all of a kind. Where, like yeah. Claire said before, if you you want to use your credits to pay for someone else's meal, you know that the dining plan allows you to do that. Mm. Uh, they might look at you as if you've gone out like that to Claire, but, but you know yeah. that's that's part of your, your holiday. And I, I really think that yeah. I, I'd I'd love to see it return. I really would. Yeah. I, yes, it's it's something that yeah. for us as a family, it's it's enabled us to eat in some beautiful places and and meet some absolutely fantastic people in in these mm. places you know some of the servers that we've come across yeah. have been absolutely immense and i would hate for that part of it to disappear um, and if it can make guys, people's, people's trips more affordable because yeah. a lot of people depend on having dining plan because when you yeah. think of the prices the hotel hasn't changed but you're actually getting your food included it's not another sort of yeah. 1500 2000 pounds that you've got to add to your budget to think of your family of four being able to eat while you're out there yeah i agree yeah and um i would never i think i don't think it's a shock but i would i would never pay for it out of pocket um, no, no i don't but, i don't think I <laughs> because i'm not i'm not a foodie i'm not that kind of person but the two times i've stayed in a value resort uh it has been while the uh, disney dining plan's been running so um i've had the one where it says it's a free breakfast so yeah. it's like the, the lowest on the yeah. on the dining plan scale it's basically i get one counter service for every day of my trip yeah so yeah. Mm -hmm. the good thing yeah, is you so don't have to use it for breakfast no. <laughs> yeah and you don't have to use it for breakfast you can no. use it for breakfast lunch or dinner yeah. um, or yeah. like you can keep it and have like like three snacks for for it you can do the same kind of thing it's um, and yeah, I find that that works really well for me because everyone knows I just like nuggets and fries. So. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what you wouldn't said that be any other way, Sammy? Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely brilliant to know that there's so many different flexible options, guys. And I know for a fact, as I said before, if it's free dining, I'd love to do it. It just adds so much more to an on-site stay. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it on you. What's your what's what's your thoughts? Claire, what do you reckon? Free dining, paid dining, what you, what you it's really do? hard because we 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 rarely stay on site. However, I think if it was free and we were planning to stay on site, of course that, that would yeah. be great. And I would really um and I, I really fancy a go at that plus dining plan. I think that that would suit us as a family quite well. So okay. I'd, I'd I'd take one for the team and give that a try. Um <laughs> Would I pay for it? No, I don't think I would. I think we just no. suck up the out-of-pocket out of cost, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I think we're the same. Peter and Jill, what about you? Jill first. 
Yeah, free, absolutely, no brainer. Paid, yeah, we've done it before. We'd probably do it again just to know that it was all covered and we could eat whatever we want. I agree with Jill. Free, obviously, yes. Although the window of free dining got smaller smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yes, um, I'm paid. Yeah, I pay for it. I think it's nice to know up front. We're the sort of people who like to get good value out of it. So, yeah. Both. Yeah. Good one. Go on, Sammy. I think, I think everyone here knows I'll take it if it's free. <laughs> but um, there would never be a need for me to pay for it. Trust up. I could I could literally live on kids' meals for my whole Disney stay. So, yeah, no, I would yeah. never pay for it, no. Yep. And Ben and Becca. I'll let you go. Um, you're, you're, in, you're in quite you're in quite a difficult position anyway, aren't you? Because if yeah. you if you DVC, we can pay for it, um, it but it's it a different rate a, as well. Yeah, yeah. We have to pay in at the American price. Yeah, not, uh, the, yeah. yeah. So sometimes depends on the exchange rate whether it's better value or not. And and uh, it's without doing the if we did the calculation, sometimes we'd we will pay for it. Yeah. We, will, we will do it. For us, it's very much about the. Yeah. Calculations at the end of the day and, and the exchange rate. Working and... out roughly how much we think we're going to spend. Yeah. And it's just, if we're eating off site occasionally, we won't, we won't pay for it because we get our sort of 10% discount. But so free, yes. Yep. Pay for <laughs> it, maybe, depending on the situation. Yeah. And if it was just the quick service, possibly, because we don't get the discount on quick service. Yeah meals so that's a yeah consideration to take into something to take into account yep no fantastic well, thank you well now i'm hungry for the next section yeah. why do we always talk about food and drink why do we always end up talking about food and drink it's just one of those things isn't it i think as well that we've ended up We've ended up think, planning ahead for Wafflers Wednesday as well. Yes. I know. So I think there's like three things. It's the case that we've, we've got about another three Wafflers Wednesdays and we can talk about more food and more food. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you've got any thoughts on the Disney Dining Plan, you can get in touch with us on any of our social media channels or you can do the old school thing and email us on our email, which is waffleon at gbmickeywaffle.com. So next, we have a new segment here at the Great British Mickey Waffle that we hope you will enjoy. It's a discussion we are affectionately referring to as Come Disney With Me. In this section, each month, one waffler will present three of their favourite Disney Park things and ask the team here to mark specific elements of the experience out of ten. After all the scores are collated and averaged out, we'll have a brilliant leaderboard for each each of our favourite ways to spend our time, or more importantly, our money. Each month, one person will present a ride or attraction, a restaurant or food or drink location, and an experience, show or parade. And each of those things has a criteria for the grading, and those are... As follows. Now, Ben, I think you've helped me out here with some fantastic graphics because I get this is a little bit tricky and, and you know, my explanation may not be perfect. So pictures are sometimes helpful for me as well. <laughs> so the first thing that we're going to uh, look at, the criteria for the, the ride or attraction is uh, the queue line, the ride vehicle 
and the overall immersion of the attraction. So that's going to be uh, each one of those is going to get marked out of ten. So the the with the restaurant or the dining location, the the things we're going to be rating are the menu choices, the value for money, and the overall theming of the location. And then finally, our experience show parade, we'll be looking at the accessibility, such as the time and the venue, um, the experience length and the audio, which is important for those things. So wafflers can choose to abstain from voting um, if they haven't experienced it or they don't, they don't feel they can vote. Uh, but since we're averaging scores out at the end, all participants' um, votes will be counted and nothing will be disadvantaged. So... I hope you've been listening carefully and have taken notes. Um, I will make sure Ben shares the slides somewhere. So if anyone wants to be able to review them and we'll take minute it for next time's uh, and we can review it. <laughs> it almost makes sense in my brain. Let's hope we go. With it. So because it was uh, my, my job to explain it, I'm going to go first and I'm going to ask my fellow wafflers to rate some rides, uh, some of the things that I enjoy in the park. So my first one, the ride that I would like to present to my team to vote on is uh, my favourite attraction, the Jungle Cruise. So with that Jungle Cruise, my favourite attraction, the one with brings all the glory of the corny one-liners, dad jokes and cheesy moments to life, well, to plastic. The skippers are renowned for their talents and creative approaches to delivering what is essentially a pre-written script. I know we touched on the queue line area in the Wafflers Wednesday queues in part one back on the 14th of April. But for me, whilst the line is predominantly a basic switchback, the geniuses will import you here. The DBC radio chat and music is brilliant. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you are listening to Awal Airwaves on the DBC. The ride vehicles take the form of cruise boats, hopefully staying on top of the water. But as you know, last year there was a slight Titanic moment for one of them. Um, and you can deduct a point for that if you wish. Uh, it's certainly an experience. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, it, that was the, uh, the extra credit that people paid for that particular trip. Um, there are 12 boats in Disneyland and 15 in Walt Disney World with a maximum of nine of each in operation at any time. And they've got great names. So they range from Amazon Annie to Zambezi Zelda. And in our house, in our house, uh, Mongola Millie is our favourite, funny enough. <laughs> um, it's worth noting that they change the names of the ride vehicles. So the, each of those boats gets a new name at Christmas during the Jingle Cruise overlay. I think they must be in... The overall experience and immersion with this attraction is widely the responsibility of your skipper steering the vessel along the Oso oh Disney track under the water, shooting at animals that are plastic and delivering a script originally written back for the opening day in Disneyland in 1955 that wouldn't be out of place in any stand-up circuit routine. It still makes me howl with laughter regardless of how many times I hear it. And despite the consistency in the words being spoken, every experience is different. So team, let's hear your scores for the Jungle Cruise. 
a score out of 10 for each of the queue, the ride vehicle, and the overall immersion of the experience. John, I'm going to come to you first. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. No. <laughs> Oh, good grief. <laughs> oh, act and, where you've done me again. I also <laughs> think that I'm, I'm allocating you as IC Mathematics for today. So you're going to be, uh, our, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be our Carol Vorderman and keep all the scores for us. Yeah. Wait, I thought okay. I thought you were going to go first. Uh, no, no, I'm going to go last. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to save you, John. I tried to throw your life out. Thanks, thanks Annie. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just put Claire in for a 10 across all of it, every column. <laughs> you don't you, want to not... influence the fight, Steve. Yeah, yeah. You're not, John, you're not... if you're exactly. Carl Vorderman, you can have three from the top and three from the rest of the <laughs> Or maybe just oh, a consonant. Oh, I'm not going. I'm not going there because I'll get into trouble if I start talking about yeah. now because it's not Carol, it's not Carol Vorderman anymore, is it? No, no. it's not. It's Rachel no. Riley. No. Yeah, go on, John. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's gone elsewhere now. See, yeah, yeah, that's all it's all it's all it's the very mention of Rachel Riley. There you go. Uh, right, so I'm going to the queue watch. line, the ride vehicle. All right, sorry, thanks, Claire, yeah. experience, Just to remind Q everyone, right, queue line. I'm going to keep this quite short because actually it depends on what time of the day you ever used to do Jungle Cruise. And the queue line, can, and I think we said it in one of our Wafflers Wednesdays. The queue line is often one of those that is completely ignored by people. They don't kind of see the, the subtlety of it, um, and it is often missed. And my whole vote for each element of this ride is actually being is actually being sort of negated by the changes that they are currently putting in place. Now, everything that we really mentioned on that Waffles Wednesday – including the the exit from the ride has suddenly had a lick of paint over it i know and and it's not what we all love and and i know the reasons for them changing it i completely understand that i completely understand the fact that the ride is changing i get that i think if we have a similar conversation about splash mountain we'll all get that i just feel that we're now meddling with something that was an opening day attraction which I, it comes as no surprise probably to anyone i don't like um and so my my actual my actual marks for each one of these is going to be less than it would have been probably six months ago and and that's a, that's to me is a sad thing because i love the jungle cruise i love i love the fact of how you described it as well claire because i think for a lot of people you just go for the backside of water gag um, and you just like you see what you know, uh, that whole thing about being in denial just every single <laughs> it time and it's just like it, 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 and it depends on who you get as the skipper of your boat as well which if you yeah. get somebody who is absolutely top notch it goes into a completely different stratosphere so I'm going to go for the queue. I'm going to be quite controversial here. I'm going to go for a five because I think they've just annihilated it. Mm-hmm. And they've only annihilated it in the past couple of weeks. For the vehicle, I'm going to go for I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be conservative with the small C. 
Hasten to add. <laughs> there's six. But the you know, overall... Do you not think the, um, the bride vehicle's fun, though? Because there's always that moment of jeopardy of, is grandma going to fall in the water? It's, it's the problem is you never know where you're going to flip and sit. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and, and that really in the middle. Don't really climb bugs, over the middle. It really bugs me that. And it, it also bugs me when people stand up at the end and they want to get off and you haven't <clears> sort of... Well, that's that's a whole different conversation about <laughs> yes. people, people who annoy you in the parks. Now that would be a fantastic. That's a Wednesday. Wednesday. That's a fantastic mm. Wednesday night discussion. I think it's more of a queue. It's the queue to get off the boat. It's oh, like don't which, get, don't which, get which, which you But you have to yeah. you have to just follow the instructions. Say. Don't cross over yeah. the middle. If you're on the yeah. left, you go out the front. If you're at the, on yeah. the right, you go out the back. It's and really don't sit and don't it's sit at the back. Simple. It's quite when simple. It's if you listen. It's quite simple if you listen. It's just like there's nothing difficult about it. But if you don't listen and you want to just get off first, you're stuffed. Oh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Listen. Overall immersion, however, I'm going to pay homage to what was rather than what now is. And it, it broke my heart just a few weeks ago when I saw all of those pictures coming from Walt Disney World of, of just what they've removed. And, and I, I felt so sad because it's it's messing with it's messing with some things that you've grown to love over time. And I hope they I hope they retheme it. I hope they redo it. I'm gonna go for an eight for the overall immersion because actually the the the, the actual some of the lines and they've got to keep They've got to keep the backside of water. They've got to keep the yeah. being in denial. They've got to keep the corny gags, even though they're not particularly funny. But they've got to keep it fresh, and they've got to update it so that you've got skippers on each and every boat who are still able to speak and provide a commentary that is not just a, a, a total script. And I, that's what keeps the Jungle Cruise what it is it has to be has to come from that skipper on the boat thank you sammy i'm coming to you next hi, hi. um so hi. um thankfully i've had some time to think about it thanks john <laughs> <laughs> see, see, what I missed, see what i missed out on there sammy you know um weirdly my scores are no spoilers but very similar to john's we're going to start with Q, like John did, but I am going to go one less, unfortunately, and go with a four out of ten. John, I hope you're writing it down. <laughs> Sammy, I've got one job. No, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one job tonight, and that's it. I'm going to. I'm going to give it a four. To me, it's very bland and, and boring. You know, like you said, there's. It's switchbacks. That's that's all. There's there's not there's some things. Obviously, there's the the audio and and stuff like that. But to me, compared to other cues, it's it doesn't doesn't hit the mark. So it's four. Um. Next is the boats, the ride vehicle. I like the ride vehicles. I think they're super cute. Uh, I love that they all have really like weird names and that they're very themed like you could see that boat going down the Amazon River or something like that you know it looks very on point but it's a bit boring <laughs> it's a bit of a boring ride vehicle again like John said I don't I'm not a big fan of the seating arrangement 
I don't think it's the best. So I'm going to go with six out of 10 for the ride vehicles. And then overall immersion, Jungle Cruises just is beautiful. Like who who doesn't love Jungle Cruise, the, the ride as a whole, you know, that all the corny jokes that like no one else on the boat like gets it, but like you're sitting there like, yeah, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. it's great when you're sitting there with people who laugh and get it because you're like, you've been here before. Like, you're 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 my people, you know. <laughs> um, so I think for overall, we got to give Jungle Cruise an eight. Okay, yeah. cool. Thank you. Jill, is Jungle Cruise the one that Team Wimp does? Oh yes, Team Wimp definitely does Jungle Cruise, yes. Um, I will start off with the queue line. Um, I've only really done it with a fast pass, so I haven't really had much time to actually appreciate the queue line. Uh, and I get what John has said about things that have been removed, but I'm hopeful that they will add more things and that there'll be all sorts of little references and, and cheesy gags and so on. I'm sure that element is not going to go away. So I will give it a six for that. Ride vehicle, yeah, it looks great. All right, it's it's not kind of, you know, all singing, all dancing. It's a boat, but it does look like the kind of boat that you would expect to get. So, yeah, I will give that a seven. Um, and immersion, yeah, absolutely. It is an immersive experience. All right, you don't ever forget that you are looking at, you know, really corny animatronic animals and it's not a real jungle cruise. You never forget that. But it's all about the skipper. Like everybody said, it's all about the commentary, the cheesy jokes. Yes, some of those jokes need to change and they will be, but there'll be new ones coming in, which is great. Um, I think my favourite still is we're going to turn down the Amazon because it's way too loud. <laughs> and it's just little things like that so yeah i'm sure it will still be a gag fest uh i'm gonna give it a an eight thank you good scores for the jungle cruise so far i'm very excited peter while we're while we're there in wales what What's okay. The, the verdict from the Wales the Wales jury. But the Welsh jury. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. For the for the queue line, I quite like the queue line. I I quite like its simplicity because it feels genuine. It feels like it would feel. Uh, so I'm going to give that a seven. For the boats. And again, they feel genuine. They feel like the boats that you would have. So I'm going to give that a seven. For the immersion, I'm really pleased that they're going to start putting in the characters from SEA, from the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, yeah. because that needs to get bigger. And I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, good. That's it. Ben. Coming to you first over there. Ooh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one. With the, with the queue, I'm going to be harsh. And I think it needs a lot more. It is, it's, with, I know, regarding all the stuff that they've removed and all the discussion we had about it last, sort of on, on one of our offers Wednesday, I'm going to probably give it a four. Just because I don't think 
it, it's just quite a boring queue. We were in it a couple of years ago for 45 minutes and it felt like 45 minutes, even though we were talking to people. <laughs> it just didn't. It just felt like you weren't going anywhere. And it's just like back and forth. And it, you have that bit where you just think, oh, this queue looks really short until you see all of it. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, no, this is definitely longer than you think. Um, so, yeah, definitely a four. So I'm hoping that they can do something with it when it's having its refurb. So Ride Vehicle, I think, deserves a seven because it is what you'd expect. The only tip I would give is don't sit at the back uncovered when it's raining because I did get soaked. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, there's only, there's only you... one bit at the back in the corner that it's not covered. <laughs> So, that wasn't yeah. in the Titanic version you got, Drew. No, that no. wasn't. No. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's the risk factor. So, into it. so do, I, do, do I give for the right immersion that sort of extra point? Because it's just like a Titanic cross versus Jungle Cruise. Wow. Only so, when it's raining. I think what makes the attraction good for a, a good ride is is the skippers make it. And it's we've had some good ones, but we've had some outstanding and amazing ones, which we've left compliments for. And... Um, for that, I'm going to give it a nine. Cool. I think there's so much Beth. that the attraction offers that it deserves high score. Becca? Um, most people have already said everything that I could probably say. Um, yes, the ride queue is a little bit boring, and it's usually a bit loud, so you can't always hear what the audio is saying, which is a shame because the audio is brilliant. Uh, so I'm going to give the ride queue a five. Uh, I love the bites. I do love the bites. And I love, as it's coming up and I'm standing there thinking, oh, which bite are we going to be riding in today? I love that part of it. So I'm going to give those a seven. And overall ride experience, I'm going to go with an eight. Fantastic. Thank you. So all I have to do is give my scores now. Hmm. <laughs> so interesting. I, I I do agree with some of you about the the queue. There is that that moment where you go around the back and you suddenly see the six lines of switchbacks, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, I didn't sign up for this." Um, so I am actually going to only give this the queue from from my point of view a, a six uh, because I love the audio and I think that the stuff some stuff is taken away. Sadly, will you know affect that but i'm sure they'll put other stuff in and i think there'll be more sea stuff to come which is very exciting and i'm just glad that they're not putting uh, you know i love dwayne johnson but i don't want to see him in my jungle cruise in Walt disney world (laughs) Um, i love him i love him and i can't wait for the film but i just don't want to see an animatronic dwayne johnson somewhere snuck in the the, the tree um the uh, the ride vehicle, I love. I love the boats. I think they're fun. I think they're made to look old. They're made to look scratchy. The the sound of the motor mm-hmm. when you get on, and the, the you know obviously the the skippers they don't really steer them because they're on a track. But the, you know the the throttle and the fact that you get that that loud. Um, they're on a the track. Nobody told me. Nobody told me. <laughs> John, 
can I just let you know the animals Spoilers. are plastic as well? Spoilers are flipping out, man. Somebody's listening. You've spoiled someone's. Someone who's listening is sort of sitting there going, You never told me this, Dad. One of those poor. You never told me this. You thought it was real animals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I love the noise of the throttle when they, when they move that the boat, the, that like yeah. slightly old school engine. I think it makes a fantastic noise. I love them. So I'm going to give the ride vehicle an eight. And then the overall immersion, the thing I love about Jungle Cruise is that everyone can enjoy it. So from a ch small child to grandma, the jokes are appropriate in terms of there's nothing risque. There's nothing mm. adult oh. about them. So there's everyone can enjoy that. You know, actually, I think that my children probably enjoy the jokes more than the adults sometimes. And the, the, <laughs> I... <laughs> The irony in it, if you've got a child who gets it, it's ah, yeah. hysterical. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that the the whole experience of having a live skipper and a cast member being given that yeah. opportunity to to um, really bring their a game to the experience, and they're doing this over and over and over every day. And I, I I get that probably every time they do it, it's slightly different because of the interaction on the boat. And so it's one of those experiences that the more you give, the more you get. And I love that. I think it's that that personal interaction with your skipper makes a huge mm -hmm. difference. Yeah. So um, for me, even with all the changes that are about to come, I am going to give it a 10 out of 10 because it is my favorite. Right, experience. Cool. So cool. I think that's no surprise. No. Um, did, any, now, did anybody ever experience it with the gun? Oh, what, will they shoot the elephant? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they shoot that it and they, uh, you know. Now. Oh, really? I thought they yeah. did because then they say, oh, that's that's as dead as my love life. You know, something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the it happens every happen time. It depends yeah. on. Yeah, it, it's, we think, okay. had it on 2019. We, we had it on our Christmas. Yeah, yeah we January. definitely had it in 2019. We have never had them shooting the gun. Have, mm. have you not? No, no. no. I think oh, that's what it shows. It's like the, every um, cruise is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. And is, is is the zebra always asleep when you go, Peter? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. That's okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Just having um, a nap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Making um, friends with the lions. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. It's. I. I love oh, it. Brilliant. It makes me laugh so much. Um. So, John, have you been able to do the scores on the doors for us? I have. I said, yeah, yeah. Q ride. Okay. Q ride, cumulative score was 37. The vehicle ride, 48. And the immersion was 60, which gives an average for each, each of them is 5, 7, and 8. And the overall average score for the Jungle Cruise was 48, which I think is pretty, I think that's pretty fair, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Seventy. That's not bad. Out of seventy. Seventy. I think, that's 70. Pretty, I think that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty. It's a good way of doing it. And I, I, I don't know. This, this is this has got this has got an opportunity to run and run. So if you're if you're listening to this for the very first time, and it's what twenty twenty one, we could still be doing this in twenty twenty seven. I think this, this is. This is this particular program in 2027. We're still here. Okay, right. On that very happy note, let's move forward. So let's talk about my uh, food and restaurant um, option. So 
I'm going to give to you to rate today one of my favourite places to go in Walt Disney World, the Katsura Grill. So this is a counter service option in Epcot. It's found tucked away up the hill in the Japan Pavilion. Um, and this is our go-to lunch location for any Epcot day in our family. The menu covers fresh and tasty cooked options from sushi to udon noodles and ramen, teriyaki bowls with sticky rice to the infamous chicken cutlet curry, which in uh, the UK is most like the katsu curry you might find somewhere like Wagamama. And the new menu item, the Mechi's Katsu Slider, which I have yet to experience. Um, miso soup and edamame are both side options. And the kids menu, which is a massive thumbs up from me, just has slightly smaller versions of the adult meals. So you're not feeding right. your kids uh, yeah. fries and burgers all the time. You know, actually, you can have uh, they can have a cut of curry. They can have a teriyaki bowl with rice, which is slightly healthier and is something different as well. And a kid's meal also comes with a cookie and a drink, and it's only $9.50. Desserts aren't particularly plentiful, but the drinks options are really good. So if you like a Japanese beer, they have Sapporo, Kirin, and Azahi all available on draft. I think the best thing for the location for me is the seating options, both the inside area, which is not particularly large, but it is well air-conditioned. And by the time you get all the way around World Showcase to Japan, you definitely need some air conditioning. Um, the outside tables, though, are blissfully hidden away amongst the trees at the top of the hill behind the koi ponds. Um, and they actually offer some of the most beautiful and relaxing areas, I think, in all of Epcot. It's shaded by the trees. And then in the evenings, when the sun's gone down, they are actually illuminated by hanging lanterns. It's really beautiful. And there's even a small restroom up there. Just saying. Um, not many people know that. Price-wise, as a counter service, the um, the adult entrees range from about $9.50 up to $14 at the most. Um, they're all fantastic value for money, from my opinion. The food is plentiful and without question, one of the tastiest uh, counter service restaurants on property. So that's my summary of the Katsura Grill. What's everyone's thoughts? And I'd like to hear your scores for menu choices, value for money and the overall immersion of the location. I'm going to go in the same order. John. You're going to go with me first again, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, good grief. I tell you what, I'm going to start off. I'm going to be controversial. Katsuri Grill is the worst place on Disney property known to mankind. Please do never go there. It's rubbish. <laughs> right. So if, if everyone else has listened to that and then, okay, they've never, they can put that to one side. This place is just, yeah. Remember that, remember what I said, because it's never tremendously busy. It is the yeah. most idyllic place to eat. The theming within, actually within the restaurant, the theming, and you need to look very, very carefully, look up at the ceiling, you will notice something exceptionally special. Um, friend of the show, Jason Knapp, would also like us to mention, because it's his, one, it's his one place that he does point out in Epcot, that if it's raining... The actual runoff, the runoff from the, the roof of this actually allows you to, to hide just near the window area and actually let a storm pass you through whilst eating, um, which, again, is just totally hidden amongst it all, but it is the most beautiful place. And I've got to say, I, I, really, I really struggle to find a negative about this 
even going from the restrooms where they are, looking at the koi as in the, the gardens as you that are in front of you. It is a magnificent place to take photographs of fireworks if you want mm -hmm. a lot of the theming that is, is, is within the pavilion as a as a, a sort of, of a, a, a drop to your, your pictures. Yeah. As a restaurant itself, I'll give you my marks and I'm going to probably shock you, Claire, because I've eaten in a lot of places. The menu had no present that the, the menu is limited. The bee food on there is just to, it's just wonderful. It's not on the menu at the minute, but it will be by the time I go back again because I'll make <laughs> sure that I'll make sure that I phone ahead um, because it's it is tr the, and the, and like you said the 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 katsura chicken is a massive favourite in our family as well. The menu's just amazing. It's it you know when we go back to talking about the dining plan and 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 earlier earlier in the show talking about seeking something that is completely different. Yeah. And this is counter service. This is something where you are, you know, you, you, you're not looking at your burger options. You're not looking across at the China Pavilion where the Chinese option of food is, for want of a better word, limited. The menu in here, for me, I'm going to give a 10. The value for money in here, I'm going to give a 10. Because it, for us, it has been consistent throughout. And it's and it's it's cheap as anything for what you actually receive. It's dead cheap, and the theming within within one of my most favourite places within the whole of Epcot. It just takes you. You wouldn't even think you were in a theme park, and and that says so much about the the way as you as you as you walk up the hill, and you just kind of get lost. And I, I think, if, again, we talk about taking theme parks slowly, regularly. But as you, as you come in, you just walk past all the goldfish. You just saunter through the different sections of, of the pond life. Yeah. And you get to the top and you actually, you're just lost. You're completely lost. And that's to me, is, is where the theming of it just comes to a completely different echelon the the actual the build of the actual building itself is so well themed and i'm, I'm gonna go for a 10 there as well john you're cool. making me a bit emotional about this I, it's, it's um... just amazing it claire you said it's your go-to place and it, it actually for us it is it's one of the ones that it just it is stand out and, and as yeah. i would pay gladly out of pocket it is it is just it's a beautiful, beautiful place to go and eat. And you can just, and if you get a really nice seat towards the windows, it's beautifully air conditioned. Um, you can just watch the world pass you by and you're watching all these people coming in and out of the at the, the gift shop yeah. down at the bottom of the hill. You're watching Heavily laden in. with the stuff they Yeah, do. yeah. You're watching people going into to eat in Teponido. It, it's, I, I just, I don't, I can't see a, a counter service that that could touch it i really can't and that's where the value for it but the, the theming and i don't know just ticks every single box and, <laughs> and, and and i know already i'm setting the bar quite high for how i describe other places within where we're going with, with this whole thing but yeah I, 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 yeah nothing else is going to touch you. that for me sammy 
<laughs> okay, well, I I've never <laughs> been there. <laughs> I've I've never I've never I've obviously heard of it and checked looked at the menu many times. But um as as you you guys know, I'm not I'm very fussy when it comes to food. So I'm going to obviously go by, you know, reading the menu, looking at the prices, listening to you guys, pictures, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I'm going to base um, my ratings off. And you've got to also remember that at me as a, as a food person, that's this is how I'm rating it. Mm -hmm. So what's first, Claire? Uh, the menu choices. Menu. So I think... Uh, for counter service, um, it's different, which is obviously a good thing for most people. Um, it's, it's themed, it has its niche, it stays there. And I think for people who have, like we were talking about the dining plans earlier on, it's a different counter service credit for them to use other than, you know, the burgers and the nuggets and the, and the this, that and the next thing. But obviously saying that, for me then it's very limited um not everyone can go there and get something that they like um unlike a lot of other different places so for me i think i'm going to give the menu a six cool and then the the value for money value for money uh it sounds like it's very good value for money from what from what everyone's saying um obviously i haven't seen like the portion sizes or anything like that but um, it sounds like it's pretty decent when it comes to that. So for value for money, I'm going to give it a seven. And then the the, the immersion. The immersion. Uh, I had to be look at some pictures. Looks lovely. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of like long tables. Uh, it's even inside. Looks like there's a lot of long tables. I'm not the biggest fan of those kind of you know and like seating arrangements just because I like to be like in a corner by myself <laughs> but yeah I'm like everyone leave me alone to eat my food but um I think the building looks beautiful and you know what you're saying about the outside and everything and it just it looks really really nice so I think for that I'm going to give it an eight thank you very much thank you Jill is it somewhere uh, you've been no, I'm in the same position. I've not been there at all. Um, I think our discovery of Japanese food kind of uh, post-dates our, um, our WDW experience, really. But, I mean, I really desperately want to go there now. In fact, <laughs> you know, if, if I could suddenly teleport myself somewhere, uh, I would probably be there. Um, it looks beautiful. The menu looks great. There's all sorts of things on there that I would love. Uh, so for menu, um, I will give it an eight because uh, I can just imagine myself really enjoying uh, the ramen, a uh, nice bowl of edamame to snack on. Mm -hmm. uh, tonkatsu ramen is always really, really good quality stuff. Um, the value for money, yeah, it looks great value for money. So, yeah, again, I will give that an eight. And... The third thing was overall overall experience, was it? Yes, theming. Yes, yeah. Oh, theming. Yeah, theming looks great. And, uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for anywhere with good theming. So, again, I will give it an eight. Eight's across the board. Thank you very much. And it's gone um, to the top of my list for my next trip now. That's exciting. Um, Peter, 
You can probably guess that if Jill's not been, I haven't been. So, well, you know, you might have decided to, to head true, up there yourself. And... True, true. Uh, but um, looking at the menu, I love Japanese food. I really do love Japanese food. So, And the menu has a nice cross-section of your typical quick Japanese foods. So it, it's very reflective of Japan. And so I'll give it a nine. Um, value for money? Value for money. With my Disney glasses on, as we all need to have our Disney goggles on, I think it's good value for money. I'll give it an eight. And I haven't been, but I've been up the hill and I've been around that area, gone through the gardens with the koi and, and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's in a really nice place. So I'll give it another eight. Thank you very much. Ben, you're going to tell me you haven't been there, haven't you? How did you guess? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. 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 I knew I was going to say Haven't been there, but it is on the list for our next trip. I should jolly well hope so. <laughs> I finally managed to convince him to put it on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm. uh, it's a place that I think we've looked at before, and it's like I don't know. I'm not sure. Sometimes it's Epcot's always been a funny sort of place for us to find food that we both agree on. We end up always going to Electric Umbrella through protest or somewhere what? we can get. I know Thank through goodness, like it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Now. I, know. I, know. I know. I know. Of it's all hard, of the so. options, that's what you chose. I know. <laughs> there's, there's normally an argument or something happens when we've got so hungry and it's hunger sort of happens. Any, and... any wonder? It needs something to take into an electric umbrella when it was there. <laughs> wow. I am actually yeah. gobsmacked. Not yeah. my choice, trust me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're quite so, happy that went. But yeah, looking at um, the menu. Looking at the menu, actually, it, it looks interesting. It's something that I've looked into a lot recently and there's so much choice than what I was expecting from what I've heard before. And I haven't heard many reviews on Katsura Grill so it's quite nice to hear especially sort of John's sort of tens across the board glowing report so yeah it's it's a hidden it's just a hidden gem Ben so it, no so sorry John it was a hidden gem you know, just told just, everyone yeah, just, <laughs> just, like, let's keep it that way please you know it's just <laughs> yeah if we get when we get there in October and there's a huge queue we know it's John's we'll know why. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With with so, the menu choice, I think there is a lot of choice for everyone. I'm going to give it a seven from what, what I've seen from a quick service as well. Um, what's the next one? Value for money. Value for money. Yeah, yep. it's very very good value. Looking at the portion sizes that I've seen from a few pictures, I think it's one of the cheapest sort of quick services that I've seen. So I'm going to give that a nine. And what was the last one? Immersion and theming. Um. Seeing videos from Jason Knapp here with the magic and everything I've seen of Katsura Grill and the area around it, it deserves a 10. It is a place that I'm looking forward to exploring and seeing everything about it when, when we get there. Fantastic. Becca, your turn. Wow. I hate to remind you, but you have actually been there. Not into Katsura Grill, <laughs> but the area around it. I can't remember it. I know. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I've never been. Um, I don't eat sushi. 
but there is three or four other things on that menu that I would it's quite not happily kind of, eat. It's not that kind of food, really, Becca. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get put off by the sushi. Oh, yeah. no, I'm quite happy to eat um, teriyaki chicken and ramen and all the rest of it. Yeah. So there's like three or four other things on that menu that I'd quite happily eat. So that's how I'm basing this on. Would mm. I? How much on there would I eat? Um, so I'm going to give it an eight for the menu choices. Uh, value for money, nine fifty to fourteen pounds is fairly good, I think, for a quick service. So I'm going to give that an. I'm going to give that an eight, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to give it an eight. And it is a beautiful area. It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, I've never been inside the building. The building itself is very in keeping with buildings from the Japanese countryside, shall we say, and from pictures that I've seen from Japan itself. The gardens are beautiful. They just are. They're gorgeous. So I'm going to give the theming a 10. Wow. Okay. Wow. We're doing well. So I'll just round it off with my scores. So menu choices. Uh, this is one of the locations for quick service, particularly that I struggle to choose because there are four or five things on a, on a quite a limited menu. It's not a big menu, yeah. but there are four or five things on there that I love. And I, it has been known for us all to get an, for us to share an extra entree between us because we can't choose um so yeah we 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 tend to maybe over order in there because it's also good so uh, i'm giving the menu a 10 easily because I, I can't i can't pick um in terms of value for money i think it's outstanding i think i would preferentially choose this location over some of the other Certainly the other quick services in, in Epcot. I love Tangerine Cafe as well, but it's shut at the moment. And I don't, it, it, it's slightly, uh, I think it's slightly more expensive. Not a huge amount, but I think that the, what you get for, the, for your $14, $14 um, is incredible. And the quality of the food is outstanding as well. And it's cooked fresh. You can see the kitchen. It's, uh, it's all done there. So uh, a 10 for me. And I'm going the same way as John, because actually that, that area, is my go-to spot. I love the building. The little walk up through the through the koi ponds with the little bridge, and you can just stand there for ages and forget that you are anywhere near Test Track or Mission yeah. Space. And you know they're a diff, they're a world away, quite literally. And you know, I think John, you you brought up a really important point. If you wanted to stand up there and on that little bridge on the sort of the middle level you could stand there and watch the fireworks and you get the tory gate yeah. framing your photos you get the, oh, it's you know, just, the, just the feel of the of the um, the temple beside you and it's just it it you you forget where you are and i think that that's important to me so i'm, I'm giving tens across the board as well not that i'm biased in any way <laughs> so well, to john it. I did, and everyone who who gets their chance to present their items will, I'm sure, do the same. So, yeah. John, what do the scores look like for the Katsuri scores? Grill? The scores for the Katsuri Grill for the menu with 58 for an average of eight uh, for the menu for the value 60 for an average of 8.5 for the immersion and the theming. There's a total of 64 for a, an average of nine. 
And yeah, the overall score for the Katsura Grill is a massive 60 point. The, the average score is 60.6, which I, I think for a, a counter service, yeah, that's very I actually I actually that's think incredible. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a struggle for anything to beat that. And I, yeah. And it's well deserved. It, you know, it's yeah. Put it on your list. Put it on your list, everyone. You've heard yeah. us talk about it. Yep. Put it on the list. It's a fabulous place. Fantastic. So let's move on. And I'm gonna round off this section with my experience. And the one that I'm gonna ask you to rate is the Boo to You Parade. Um, it's probably my favourite Magic Kingdom parade and it's one of the main draws for us to pay for the hard ticket price of Mickey's Not So Scary. Parade usually happens twice every party evening, uh, usually between 8 and 9pm and then 10 to 11pm. Weather permitting, though, the lights go out about 10 minutes before the parade and you get to see the spectacle of the headless horseman trotting from offstage near Splash Mountain all the way down through Liberty Square and then around the hub and down Main Street, USA. And this in itself is an incredible sight to behold. The skill of the rider, the confidence of the stunning black steed and the nods to the many different appearances of the legend through the Disney history is brilliant. The parades proper are, uh, the, the parade itself is about 25 minutes. So it's one of the longest parades in Disney um, sort of history. Uh, features some amazingly unique floats and characters and performers that you don't see in other parades. Particular mentions for the grave diggers who create sparks and excitement for the viewers by scraping their shovels along the pavement in the dark. Um, and then the live action version of the dancing ballroom scene and the hitchhiking ghost from the haunted mansion. I think the thing that really sets Boo to you apart from other Magic Kingdom parades for me is the audio and my goodness is that song an earworm once heard never ever forgotten uh and hopefully everyone is now humming it in their heads because who doesn't want to be singing a halloween song in may um <laughs> uh, to be fair that's usually when the the halloween parties start now, <laughs> glad you said that because i was about to <laughs> um I was, so... I was also gonna go happy halloween you can't get rid yeah. of it so um yeah. Scores for and thoughts on Boo to You Parade. So based on accessibility, uh, length of the ex experience and the audio. John. And you're going to me. There you go. <laughs> um, and I, I'm going to, I'm actually going to, my, my views are completely skewered on this. It's a fabulous parade. Um, as somebody who keeps banging on month after month after month in this podcast, Purely on the fact that Magic Kingdom is missing a parade of an evening. There is something missing when you have not got a parade. Disney, Mr. Chapek, please listen. Magic Kingdom needs a nighttime parade. It has to it has to return. And to actually see it to come back for Halloween, I'm pretty sure all the cast members, once you actually get to that sort of time mid-August when uh, the first Halloween, <laughs> the first Halloween party starts. Um most of the cast members, it must just be an air of relief if you've been there for a number of years. That it, in a in a way, it normalises Magic Kingdom because once it once the lights, once the sun sets, once everything sort of chills out a little bit, everyone gathers, and and that's what's missing. It's, everyone's missing that gathering, uh, and I know you talked about. You know, I think we're we're trying to rate this on accessibility, which I, I think is 
it's kind of quite a you could take it in so many different ways depending on on what the the experience is for this the accessibility is is just like it is beyond what you would normally expect you we it goes back it goes back to that nighttime parade bit where you actually stand there you find a spot if you've got kids and you're turning up a little bit too late you generally find somebody who is very thoughtful and kind about you having children and will offer you a, a space um that's certainly and then because it's a because it's a party there's there's less people than than there would normally be for a nighttime parade but there's also an awareness that seeing something like this, the grave diggers in particular, the accessibility, and I, and I, I think this is where we really. I'll only take. I'm going to take a point off, just simply because Magic Kingdom haven't got a nighttime parade anymore. So I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give okay. it a nine for that. For the, the actual length, for the length of it, it's got to be a ten. And I'm going to cheat a little bit because for the audio. Rather than giving it a ten, I'll give it an eleven. So I'll go for full mark. <laughs> go for full mark. Um, because the I audio. You're going to take a point off because it, it's no, in your head. You can't. You can't. The the actual. It's difficult to explain to people who've, who've possibly only been to Disney in the past few years. An evening parade. There's that air of expectancy. There's the air of, of expectation, perhaps. But the park changes and the, the lighting changes. And for for the the Halloween party, just as you get to that bit where everything goes dark, you get the headless horseman coming all the way down the parade route. And then the music starts. And it's just like it's it's immense. It really is. And I and I think you said it as well, Claire. It's the fact that some of the parade floats. Just you know, they, they they sit in storage or they're, they're reinvented <laughs> just for just for Halloween. Um, it's it's Thank unmissable, you. totally unmissable. Sammy, have you seen Boo to you? Not in person. I've never been to uh, Mickey's. Not so scary. Um, so for me, accessibility, I have to buy an extra ticket to see it. I don't mm -hmm. think so. <laughs> it's not very accessible <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, so oh, for point. accessibility, yeah. for accessibility, I'm going to give it a six um, because you have to buy a whole other ticket to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for what's next? The All sound. Right, so the length, the length of the length. attraction. Length. Twenty-five minutes is too long. Come on. Twenty-five. I don't want to be sitting there for twenty-five minutes, especially <laughs> if you're paying extra for it. Exactly, like give me something amazing but snappy. Do you know what I mean? Because okay. there's like so much else I have to do for that extra like ticket. Like I've got to go meet all the characters. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. There's treat trails. You know, it needs to be concise. Concise. Sammy, I mean, if you're what if you're watching at home on YouTube, just put it on like fast forward. Yeah, so exactly. Like, exactly. Ten minutes. Like, but the thing is, like, if I was there in person, that's that's just too long. But I, I'm going to give it seven for length. And then, the, and then audio. the audio. I mean, who doesn't love the the tunes? Uh, we've all got them stuck in our head now. Um, Grim, <laughs> Grim Grinning Ghosts. What a tune. We love it. Um, but obviously in my mind, I'm comparing it to other audio experiences and stuff that, that could come up in the future. So 
I'm going to go for a seven for Thank audio. Thank you very much. Yeah. Jill. Yeah, I haven't done it in person. I've seen lots of videos. So, again, I'm going to judge it on that basis. Mm -hmm. Accessibility, yes, you do have to buy a separate ticket. Um, I think if I was going to go to the party, then, yeah, sure, I would definitely make time to watch the parade. But, yeah, because for that reason, because you have to buy an extra ticket, I will say six for that. Um, and also, I suspect that the like the Christmas one, the earlier parade gets quite crowded. It does. So it you does. probably need to go for the second one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, length of experience. Length, length of experience. I'm quite happy with 25 minutes. That's fine. Again, if I was there, you know, enjoying all the atmosphere and so on, I probably wouldn't find it too long at all. Uh, there's lots of detail. There's lots of different costumes. There's lots of different things happening and groups doing different things. So I don't think I'd get bored. So I will give that a an eight. And then and audio. Audio. Yeah, the the music is great. Um, again, you've got snatches of things like Grim Grinning Ghosts, which are fantastic. Um, if you can also include other things that happen audio wise like the cadaver dance mm -hmm. they sing as well don't they, they so do. yeah audio i'm going to give it a another eight thank you very much peter yeah we're as you kind of guess we're really not halloweeny people so uh, i haven't been i've seen it on youtube and stuff so <laughs> i'm 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 kind of judging it the same i'm going to take accessibility in a slightly different route uh, because some of these things we're going to be talking about are shows where you have to be in a certain place and there's only so many people allowed in that area, whereas this is the parade route. The, yeah. There's loads of places for you to stand. It's really accessible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next one was... Sorry, what was the Which, next one? What's your score for that? Well, oh, sorry, well, well, for accessibility, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. So the next the one... The length of attraction. Yes, I've uh, I've sat through Mickey's uh, Christmas party uh, parade, which is about the same length, so I have no problem with it. No problem at all. It's um, it's a good length. There's enough in it to keep you interested as it comes past. And for the length, I'm going to give it an eight. Mm -hmm. and then the audio. The, the audio. Yeah, the audio gets in your head, but also, from what I can see, the audio is very clear. Mm -hmm. Technically, you don't miss a thing. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give that a nine. Thank you very much. Moving yeah, to uh, the southeast corner, uh, we have <laughs> Ben, your views. Okay, well, we, we've done this before. We've done sort of booty parade, and it was amazing. Um, I'm going to say accessibility of it. Yeah, I know you do have to pay for a ticket, but actually going with what John said, you're going to have less people in the park and it's going to be a lot easier to see a parade like this than it would be queuing up with everyone else for the three o'clock Festival of Fantasy parade. So to see a parade in Magic Kingdom, especially a nighttime parade, some people might pay that little bit of extra money for, especially at the moment, when, or especially when mm. um, there are less parades to see. And I think that I'm going to give it, give it an eight for accessibility. 
the length i think 25 minutes is perfect length i think maybe i'd happily even be a bit longer but um i'm gonna go for a nine brilliant and then the audio audio 10 can't can't beat it really can't it's still stuck in my head right now and just yeah. just thinking about it's it it's like yeah, yeah. It's- can't get I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning just wondering, why am I humming boo to you? Yeah. 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 I'm going to yeah. send you a message in the morning, just happy. Becca, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, I love the boo to you parade. It's one of my favourites, I think, out of all of them. So, accessibility. Accessibility. I have. I am going to have to knock a point off because while it is on the parade route and everyone that's in the park can go and see it, you do have to pay to get in to see it. So I will have to knock a point off for that. So I'm going to give that a nine. The length? The length. It's a good length, actually. You don't get bored. There is a lot of... There's enough there to keep you occupied and keep you entertained. So, yeah, I'm going to give that a nine as well. And then the audio. Ten. Got to be a ten for <laughs> yeah, the audio. Yeah. That music is just amazing on that parade. Thank you very much. So, uh, John, just my scores. So accessibility, I think, is an interesting one because you're quite right. Everyone said you usually have to pay an extra hard ticket price to get in to see it. However, you do get two chances to see the parade for that extra money. Just saying. Um, Which is why it's a nine and not an eight. <laughs> but I will say that the one thing I have experienced, and hopefully with COVID that this won't ever be an issue again, is when the first parade has finished, if you're anywhere on that parade route, so we've got stuck in Liberty Square so many times, you cannot move because there's sudden this uh, surge of people moving to leave the park after the first parade. So I think I would take a point off for that because actually whilst it, the, the crowds just they gather and then you get stuck, which is a bit frustrating if you're trying to get somewhere else. So I'm actually going to give a bit, the there's a bit of a planning. There's a bit of a eight. planning clue there, Claire. Uh, Claire. There is. If, there is. If, you have to think. And, really, the other option is to really just do the late parade if you can. Do the late parade and then max out the, the short queue times for the characters during that first parade because people yeah. do, yeah. do leave the park. So just a little handy, handy hint tip exactly. as we go. So I'm going to give it an eight for accessibility in terms of the fact that you've got to pay extra and it can get a bit bit cloggy around the corners if you if you get stuck afterwards um length i love the length of it i think the little bit of the headless horseman at the beginning makes it makes it really unique um and i think that the, everyone said you don't get bored there's there's something different happening all the time um so i love it so i'm going to give it a, a, a nine for the length i think and then audio it has to be a 10 there is no other parade audio for me celebrate a dream comes close but I think uh, for me, the the booty you is just so iconic, and um, I, yeah, I'm going to be singing it for months now. Every time I think, <laughs> I'm like, in my head. So, do you know what, it, the only it, audio that I think comes close. And I, do you know what? Hello I feel wishes. Really, I, it's the only um, thing that comes in my head that I think is as good. Yeah, booty you is probably Hello wishes. Yeah. Celebrate but, the magic. Mm. I think I, what, I feel a really bad host because I didn't look up who wrote it, but um, 
you know, I, I think Kabuto U is, is really unique and it's um yep. it's great. So John, have you done maths what the school I have like? done I have done the maths rather quickly. Rather quickly. What, what and, uh, I done? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right Hello. with this. This is, this is actually, I've, I've, I've shocked myself in a way. Uh, the scores for the first one, which is accessibility. And, and Sammy, I thought your, your, your call there about the being the extra ticket was a really a pertinent one, which I hadn't thought about as well. Because um, actually, I just thanked that, it was actually turned up in, a, in in an August trip of ours, and I'd never been able to do it before. But uh, yeah, so we've got a score of fifty six for accessibility for a average of eight. The overall length sixty for an average of eight point five. The audio sixty five for an average of nine, and amalgamated wow. score. Yeah, the amalgamated score gives it a overall score of sixty point three. Oh, which is really, really high, surprisingly wow. high. And do you know something? I think we're on, we're onto something with this. I think this is yeah. a. We're, do you know what this leaderboard? This leaderboard Challenge is going to be extended. red hot. Yeah, Challenge this is going to be. <laughs> can I just say something? Of course, you can. I disagree with everybody who's moaning about paying the extra money. Excuse me. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I really disagree. Because if I'm going to pay that extra money, I want something that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, yeah, but today, I've got to, but accessibility-wise... But also to get a parade anyway, you still have to pay to get a ticket anyway. You've got to get into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Regardless if you didn't have a day, you'd still pay to get into the park. And, yeah, but you don't but have I to have think, a yeah. park ticket. I think I think for for the purposes of this, you know, majority, if we're talking from yeah. our point of view, most of us would have a an annual pass or an ultimate ticket. It's very yeah. rarely we'd be buying a day ticket. So therefore you would yeah. be paying an extra price. If you're not yeah. haven't already got a park ticket, then that isn't that's a moot point. So I think yeah. Sammy's Sammy's view is perfectly yeah. perfectly reasonable because actually people from the UK may well have already purchased a, a park yeah. ticket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Claire, that's why we all Claire. get a vote, Peter. Yeah, I'm happy. I just want to add as well because Peter, I, I really, I think your your point is absolutely spot on. But if you remember, you know when we did the the random uh, question in the the live show last month for April's live show, and we we spoke about Halloween as well. There was somebody came on in the chat, um, and and their point was they they chose deliberately not to do. Um, Disney on on one particular trip, and I think it was, was it Simon N, who was was on the chat on that that show. Um, but they they didn't have a Disney ticket, so actually purchasing a ticket for the Halloween party became their Disney fix. Yeah, for, yeah. for that yeah. particular trip, and it, again, it's it's a strange, it's like horses for courses, but again, isn't it? It's like you you choose your trip, you choose your dining plan, you choose your hotels, like we've been talking about for months, and. I, th I find it's absolutely fascinating because your your point, Sammy, was absolutely spot on, and and I think we've all got to realise that. And I agree with I agree with every, Peter. Like, every, if people are paying every, extra, they should expect extra. Yeah, but in yeah. terms of rating it, it's not yeah. as accessible yeah. as other yeah, stuff because you have to get for it. 
Yeah. Good yeah. call. And, uh, and again, going back to that live show, I think your 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 knowledge of Halloween, particularly in the Universal world, was, yeah. <laughs> was so valuable. Because uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'm yeah. just I'm just hoping that something different comes up for the uh, the May live show. I must admit. Because, Don't worry, uh, I've taken Halloween off the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> what have you replaced it with? At the minute, um, nothing. Oh. We'll have to wait. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. see. Yeah. So, so I, all I'm going to say is challenge extended to my fellow wafflers because yeah. I think that uh, that's been really interesting and yeah. uh, some some pretty high scores that other people are going to try and have to beat. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for that. So that's it. Our leaderboard has been started. I can't wait to see what everyone else comes up with in terms of the, their experiences to present. I think it's going to be really interesting and in how we rank our favourites going forwards. Yeah. So I just want to take this time to remind our listeners and viewers that there will be a Wednesday live show every week on Facebook and YouTube with topics in May, including deluxe resorts and also our favourite Disney smells. Uh, And to thank my fellow wafflers for allowing me to take the helm this month. Uh, I apologise for the complexity of some of the things that we've discussed. And uh, You've you've done a great job, Claire. You've done a great job. (laughs) Hoping everyone's still with us. No one's dropped off to sleep in the midst of this. Um, But thank you very much. I hope that next month uh, we are up for some more of this exciting chat. And uh, one day... You might even let me do this again. So thank you very much. (laughs) So that means there's only one thing left to say, which is Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Thanks everyone for listening. Waffle on.